Delicious meets nutritious in the snack that packs a real protein punch, wonderful pistachios. Each one-ounce serving of wonderful pistachios has six grams of protein, giving you over 10% of your daily value and making wonderful pistachios one of the highest protein nuts. But perhaps more than that, I love all of the flavors they have. Their sea salt and vinegar ones are my favorite when I'm craving that flavor but want to keep it healthy. But that's just the tip of the iceberg. Wonderful pistachios come in a variety of flavors, like chili roasted, honey roasted, smoky barbecue, and jalapeno lime, perfect for enjoying with family and friends or taking them with you on the go. Whether you're a pistachio purist who loves cracking open every nut or you prefer the convenience of no-shells pistachios, Wonderful Pistachios has got you covered. Grab Wonderful Pistachios and elevate your snacking game today. So fill up with a healthy snack when hunger strikes. Visit wonderfulpistachios.com to learn more. That's wonderfulpistachios.com. This is Optimal Health Daily, episode 2155. Confessions of a Pilates Body by Rachel Trotta of racheltrotta.com. And I'm Dr. Neil, your host, reading to you every single day of the week, including weekends and holidays. Now we're gonna jump right into today's post, so let's go ahead and get to it as we optimize your life. Confessions of a Pilates Body by Rachel Trotta of racheltrotta.com. It's not Pilates, it's weights. Today, I want to address a misconception that I hear all the time as a personal trainer, especially when I make my in-home exercise equipment shopping list for new clients. I send the list to my client via email, and I often receive a variant of this confused reply when it comes to the two 25-pound kettlebells I want them to purchase. You meant one kettlebell, right? Not two? That was a typo, right? Those aren't supposed to be 25 pounds, are they? Often my new clients are skeptical that they are even going to be able to lift these weights at all. Spoiler alert, they definitely can. But their uncertainty is often tinged with a deeper fear, which some clients express to me right away, while some wait until several months of training to blurt out. It sounds something like this. I don't want to get big. I just want to lift lower weights for higher reps so that I'll just tone the muscle. I want a Pilates body, like you. They're afraid of the weights that I'm using with them, worried that they are moving away from, instead of toward, their goals that they're going to get bigger and not be able to zip up their jeans. While I respect my clients' aesthetic ideals, there are two major problems with this line of thinking. One problem is that the reasoning is incorrect. That's not how strength training or muscle gain works. The second problem is the fear itself. Those that identify as female often don't want more muscle. They just want to improve the appearance of what's already there. They worry about getting bigger. Here's my confession. I look like somebody who does Pilates, but I don't do Pilates. My main forms of exercise are heavy strength training and running. Many of my clients don't realize that proper strength training gives you the tight curves you really want. So how do we untangle these misconceptions and fears so that you can get the physique you're aiming for? By the end of this post, you're not only gonna have a firm understanding of how and why muscle gain happens and what variables affect it, but you'll also be excited to hit the gym and get to work on building muscles the way you want them. But let's start with the science of strength training. What happens when you train for strength? I'm going to spare you a lot of jargon and cut to the chase. Study after study after study has shown that high weights at low repetitions 
and low weights at high repetitions have an essentially equal effect on muscle change, all other things being equal. As long as you're working to fatigue or what some call muscle failure, using a proper strength and conditioning program and doing it at least a few times a week, you're getting stronger and putting on muscle. Whether you squat 150 pounds for just a few repetitions or find yourself fighting through the agony of a 90-minute yoga class when the instructor is clearly using the chair pose as a filler, you're probably going to gain the same amount of muscle in your quads, all other things being equal. I hope you noticed the phrase I was using towards the end of both paragraphs because it's incredibly important. All other things being equal. This is the key phrase because there are three other major variables that impact muscle gain besides the weight that you use. One, intensity. When you are working on your strength and body composition goals, meaning you're looking more defined with less body fat, you are not making real headway unless you are really fighting to get through the end of each set or yoga class or Pilates pose or run, whatever it is. In other words, what you are doing needs to be hard several times a week. An easy way to remember to work hard is that the American Heart Association defines vigorous exercise this way. Quote, you'll probably get warm and begin to sweat. You won't be able to talk much without getting out of breath. End quote. Lifting a few light weights for a few sets of 12 on a couple of exercises is probably not going to get you to that point, and you need to challenge yourself more to see any change in your physique. Two, nutrition. How we eat has a significant effect on how much muscle and fat we gain. If you squat heavy, but eat at caloric maintenance, meaning you're consuming roughly what you burn every day on average, or if you're consuming less than that, you're just going to keep looking and feeling better in your clothes all the time as your body prioritizes muscle and sheds a little fat. The net result is that you will be leaner and stronger and look better, even if you're not lighter on the scale. But if you tend to treat yourself after your weekly 90-minute yoga class because hashtag balance and hashtag brunch, you may find that you put on more size than you were counting on. You'll find that clothes are harder to fit into and probably won't see much muscle definition. Of course, it's often not quite this straightforward. Nutrition can be difficult to manage, but getting the right balance is a key ingredient in achieving the physique you want. And three, volume. The third major variable is volume. In this case, volume doesn't refer to how loud the music is at your gym. It's how many times per week you're getting a particular exercise into your schedule. For example, if you're working on stronger, more defined legs, then squats once a week won't be as effective as squats in some form three times a week. With my coaching clients, whether in person or remote, I vary exercises throughout the week so that you're still working the same muscle groups but without driving one particular exercise into the ground. It also matters how many sets of an exercise you perform. Without getting too specific, it's safe to say that two sets of 12 once per week is not as effective as four sets of eight three times per week, regardless of the weight you're using. When you match up the perfect combination for you of vigorous intensity, proper nutrition, and sufficient volume for several months, you are guaranteed to see a difference in your body. It could even happen within weeks if you unlock that combination quickly and stay consistent. Personalization is really helpful here. Ultimately, the great part is that these variables are adjustable for your specific goals. If you want to get bigger, 
I have slender clients like dancers who want to put on muscle. The answer is to raise your intensity and volume and eat more, especially protein and carbohydrates. If you want to get leaner, the answer is to raise your intensity and volume without eating more and maybe even eat less, but not too much less or you risk overtraining and under-recovering, which will set you back. In fact, you can play with these variables over time. For many of my bridal clients, we start by eating more while we increase exercise intensity and volume. Yes, you heard that right, more. By eating more, these brides-to-bees are able to put on a noticeable amount of muscle that, when they adjust their caloric intake and exercise intensity downward later, is revealed as tight, sculpted, and defined. We carefully balance the variables to make this happen. Plus, the added benefit of muscle mass is that it's more metabolically active than fat. This means that the more muscle mass you have, the easier it is to manage your weight and stay lean. Pick up those weights. Now, it makes me smile when clients rebuff my suggestion to buy the big kettlebells. I know how much they're going to love strength training because of the huge difference they're going to see in their muscle definition, strength, and confidence. So, go buy those kettlebells. Your new body is waiting. You just listened to the post titled Confessions of a Pilates Body by Rachel Trotta of racheltrotta.com. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites. One of the things I love about Indeed is that it filters out incompatible applicants. So when you're hiring, the process is much faster and you only have to consider applicants that are already likely to be a great fit. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at indeed.com slash health. Just go to indeed.com slash health right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash health. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Dr. Neil here for my commentary. At the beginning of today's post, Rachel talked about some of her clients saying something like, I don't want to get big. I want a fill-in-the-blank ideal body type here. I want a Pilates body, a yogi's body, a swimmer's body, a surfer's body. You name it, we've heard it. Now, I've ranted and raved about this before, so if you heard this already, bear with me here. The biggest problem is that first sentence, I don't want to get big. The problem with this statement is that it actually takes a lot of work to get big. Just as Rachel described, it's not so easy. Let's put it this way. Imagine walking up to someone, like today's author, Rachel, and saying, gosh, I wish I looked like you. I'm sure it didn't take you much time to look like that though, right? You must only work out, what, once or twice per week? How insulting would that be? Let's try a different mental exercise. If it were so easy to get big and muscular, wouldn't we see hundreds of people every day walking around looking like bodybuilders? Just think about those you see at the gym. Shouldn't they all be so muscular by now? they shouldn't be able to walk through the door? Our physiology just doesn't work like that. So as Rachel said, as you make progress, don't be afraid to pick up those weights 
Yes, even heavier ones. Change up the intensity, change up the volume. But please, don't change the weight, intensity, and volume all at once. Pick just one of those things to change and start there. So if you're gonna lift heavier weights, don't amp up the intensity and volume. Oh, and drop the fear that you're gonna get too big. Just focus on getting the work done. All right, that'll do it for another edition of Optimal Health Daily. Thank you so much for being here. I hope you have a great rest of your day and be sure to tune in again tomorrow for the usual Friday Q&A and where your optimal life awaits.